this is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and that remarkable giggle at the start belongs to my next guest who I am so excited to introduce to our community. This is Bin Sparks and she is the founder of Sparks Legal Recruitment, quite literally making sparks fly. Welcome to you today, Bin. How are you? Thank you so much. What a wonderful intro. Yeah, I'm great. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you. We we have to pay homage to the incredible tribe that we're part of, which if you haven't listened to one of these podcasts before, I have had other people on this, the Women Unleashed group, which we joined... March 2020 I think it was just as lockdown yeah lockdown started and it's just been it's been such a support network because particularly someone like myself I just started out the pandemic hit and I just I didn't know where to turn I felt lost confused Uh, you know my friends were in normal jobs there wasn't anybody that I could really align that kind of conversation with so for me it's just been like a crutch really it's really helped me and I think yeah. it's really important, actually, where, as we record this, there's a there's a bit of a narrative going on in uh, certainly on LinkedIn around sort of pods versus tribes. And I think it's really important that for anyone yeah. who's cynical about what, what must seemingly be like a tribe out there, we are genuinely friends. We really support one yeah. another. We don't do it commercially. I don't think any of us have benefited commercially. This is all about true friendship. Yeah, actually, that, that's right. I've not really thought about that before. And it is, it's just like, if there's any little thing to do with business or personal, I don't ever feel like I can hold back, you know, as you know, we've discussed everything from HRT or recruitment matters, you know, it's just been, and everyone's got something to input and it's really positive, you know, there's no negativity there, which I'm really No, like. there's not. And it's, and it's, you know, if you listen to this thinking, why on earth are we talking about it? I think it's really important to look at the people around you and you are a manifestation yeah. of the people that you spend time with and very often yeah. that isn't your family it isn't yeah. your chosen friends it can often be work colleagues or communities certainly that's become a, a real thing over the last two years and I think it's being non-judgmental I think it's yeah. about genuinely supporting one another and praising mm-hmm. and cheerleading one another without it being sort of just a virtue signaling thing I think we genuinely care about the success of each other yeah that 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 I think is really important because I think having worked in the corporate world like you do you're often put in situations where people don't cheerlead you or or aren't positive about you and this is what I found with this group it's really positive and I've sort of moved to wanting to be around people like that you know it's great to surround yourself with positive people and it does rub off on you you know I think it's a really happy place to be and sometimes very occasionally I've been in situations with other women where it's maybe been a little bit bitchy but that that I've I've never picked up on that either which I really like no there's no toxicity and I think there's Um, no although we're all competitive within our own worlds we're not competitive with each other we're just happy to you know and we have talked about absolutely everything I don't think there's anything we've ever (laughs) 
yeah. sometimes there needs to be a sensor warning certainly with particular members of the group but we'll tag you on the post and uh, no i think it's yeah. remarkable and actually i think it's a really nice introduction to what we're going to talk about because i think you're right and i think for a lot of people listening certainly those who've been in recruitment some time we, we have a lot of leaders listening so thank you for joining our podcast that you know you came from a corporate world so get, let's put some context around you know you mentioned that you just set up so talk talk us through your corporate journey and then why you decided to launch an yeah so I mean I I worked in television actually bizarrely and studied media and then decided to make that move across to recruitment so it was a purpose move and I trained with a large corporate agency um, for three years and moved to another more niche uh, professional services agency when I stayed with them for 14 years so I've seen the big corporate world they're very different agencies but I learned a lot you know I, I don't regret it I think I had great training um, it was great but I found particularly when I had children everything changed and the dynamics and what I wanted it was just never quite right so I hadn't planned to set up by myself, but it was circumstances and, and it's really been the best thing I've ever done. So I, I, I'm just so glad I made the leap um, to being independent. Yeah, I, I could never go back to that anymore. I I think Sorry, I was going to say, I just want to pick up on that, actually, because I think yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily realise that, but that's what we clearly have in common now. I launched yeah. my business back in 2005. Although I wasn't working yeah. for it, I would say that, you know, at the time, Fee Sarah Jones was probably very, the most forward thinking company that you could have worked for. They were talking about well-being back in 2005. You know, who else was doing that? But they couldn't accommodate uh, flexible working for a parent. And I think, you know, that's unites yeah. us now that so many companies, when you get to a certain scale and size, it becomes much more challenging to create flexibility for a working parent. And then maybe there's a bit of resentment, I think, that they don't want to have that knock-on effect. Well, so-and-so in that office, they're going at three o'clock to pick up the kids. Why can't we do that? You know, it's yeah. I think it's it's a it's probably a very common problem for a lot of people. And that's not just mums, I think that'll be dads as well. Well, in, interestingly, I find with lawyers that female lawyers that come and, you know, you know, register with me, that's the biggest thing I hear over and over and over again is it was different after maternity leave. It was never the same after maternity leave. A lot of them, actually, I've, what I've noticed a bit of a trend recently, make the move to leave the company they were at before maternity leave because they know if they return, it, it's never going to work out. So they'd rather start a new four or three day job somewhere new so there's they don't have that expectation and I've noticed that happening a lot so so yeah I think it's everywhere I think it's a bit of a struggle um and and although the the, the firm I was at were flexible and did try to accommodate me there were other dynamics that weren't the same my targets were still full-time you know all those sorts of things so for me it was just the best thing and, and I think and I know you'll relate to this it was it was working around the childcare was was just so hard you know so so hard and my husband's job is very demanding so it was all on me you know to do everything and it was it was tough yeah uh, god I, I mean you did it single-handedly which I can't I can't imagine but it's really tough not isn't it not with a little way as, as they've got into teenagers which I'm not sure that's any easier but <laughs> that's a that's a topic for another day maybe maybe we can reverse and you can interview me using your degree uh, <laughs> but I, I want to stick with this now we'll, we'll definitely come on to what the, the other part, part of, the, of the conversation but let's stick with the working parent because I do think observing you and obviously everybody's going to be clicking on your profile now to see how you make sparks fly in the legal world but you do seem to have 
achieve work-life balance with your family and with running a business. So tell us about, is that a veneer or is that the reality? Have you actually created a balance? And if so, how? We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. Yeah, it, it, it is tough. So I, I have my kids in Breakfast Club every day, so I stop that. So I, I do get up and start working at seven um, every day. And then I drop to Tate's Breakfast Club, come back. And then I just kind of work and I've planned my day around them. I, I do, I have struggled with time management, I, I must be honest. But I, I've now put it into little blocks and I set little alarms and I try to set little reminders so I can move through my work quickly and I must admit I, after they go to sleep I do work like quite a lot but I think I think that's you know often that's the best time for me to speak to candidates but come the weekend come Friday I, I don't you know I do I do do the odd bit of posting on LinkedIn and I don't work there until Sunday night when I do all my planning um and then it's completely just me and the kids. You know, I devote all my time to them then. So I try as much as I can. And I think they're, they're quite mature for their age. They do understand, like, if I'm working at night, you know, why I'm doing it. And they've, they've, they've adapted. But, you know, just to be able to take them to school, wave them off in the morning, that's just priceless, isn't it? Of course it is. And, and yeah. I want to bring back in something that you just said about your sex because if you're listening yeah. to a recruiter and you're recruiting whether it's engineers whether it's lawyers doctors whatever how yeah. do your how do your clients respect that so let's say you've got a client that is demanding and you know wants to speak to you when you're on that school run or you're sat having dinner with the kids do you think that your behavior is having a positive effect on the expectation of your industry and do you think you're therefore educating your client in terms of creating work-life balance yeah, that's quite interesting because I very rarely tell them. <laughs> I very rarely mention to clients that, you know, it's it's uh, awkward or it's not a great time or something. But I, I recently went away for two weeks and I did email all the clients that I have, like, you know, some work going through and said, I am away. I will be on email. So please don't think this is going to affect services. But, I, you know, it would be difficult for me to speak to you on the phone. Now, they were all great about it. Uh, there was one very tricky job going through and, and actually the HR manager was brilliant. And I know she was frustrated, but she was fantastic. You know, she, they just they just dealt with it. They understand. Because what you did there was you managed expectation. You are entitled to yeah. a holiday, which looks fabulous, by the way. Yeah, you, could be a, you could be a tour guide. Was it Thailand? Thailand, yeah. Thailand, yeah. yeah. The food pictures particularly looks amazing. But, uh, you know, that side, I think it's about expectation. And I think it's... Yeah important message to anybody listening who is either 
sat as the working parent going, this is just really stressful, I'm really struggling, or whether you are actually the end user client that's using a recruiter that's a working parent, or whether you're an employer, I think it's about managing expectation. It's really simple. It is. And that's the first time, you know, before I've been away and I've had to run out of restaurants to get, you know, signal, you know, I didn't dare say anything, you know, I felt really awkward. And I thought this time I've just got to be honest, you know, I just have to tell them that it's going to, it's going to work. I did still do a little bit every day just to see all those jobs through, but it's not, it's not going to be as it was before. And they were all fine. You know, they were all fine. Yeah. The thing is, what you've got to remember, again, regardless of what your industry is or where you sit in there, it's, you know, we're all adults and we all have lives away from recruitment. And I think it's not about being ashamed of that. You know, if you've got to be off because your child's sick or you are on holiday or you're at a parent's evening, just be honest. It doesn't mean you're going to stop what you're doing. It just means that for this moment in time, I'm doing something else. You wouldn't apologise if you were sat with another client. It would be, oh, I'm going to climb me. I mean, that. I'll be honest with you, when I first set up my business, I was I had a bit of shame because I did only work part-time. I only worked three days a week. And it would yeah. be difficult on the two days that I was not working, I would get all the critical phone calls and I would say, I'm so sorry, I'm in a business meeting today. And I totally, I would lie about where I was. And then at some point, I think, I actually think my friend grabbed my phone and pretended to be my PA. And she went, she's actually, in, you know, playing with me. I was like, what have you done? What have you done? And this MD thought it was hilarious. Oh, right. Yeah, thought it was hilarious. Like, well, just say that you're off with your kid. Don't worry about it. I think it was a, my child's birthday or something. I think it's yeah. about creating expectation. I think it's really important. So thank, thank you for that. Now, I want to bring back into the conversation that a lot of people maybe start working for a big corporate right now, or maybe mm. what you did and they sort of moved away. So what do you think from a, an, an a candidate's journey or a client's journey, what are the advantages of partnering an independent over working with somebody that works for a corporate? Okay, so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote-unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout, but make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. 
I think because you're not on you're not on a basic, you're not on a monthly salary. So their business, whether it's a candidate or a client, is your income. So you know they're going to go 110% to help you. Like I just think the effort, um, the mileage there, you know, it's so important to me, the business that I'm working on. It's not like I'm just registering candidates to hit my KPI or registering dogs for the same reason. It really matters. That business matters. And I think you've got the trust, the discretion, um, the effort, ev everything. It's just like a whole myriad of things that I, I just think with a large recruitment agency, the biggest thing for me was I hated the whole KPI culture. You know, it was calls for sake of calls, jobs, registering candidates, CVs in, CVs sent out, you know, all that kind of thing. You just will never get that from an independent. Yeah. And yeah. I think when you when you see sometimes sort of recruitment bashing posts on LinkedIn, which I just hate, but you yeah, know, I think people do it for a bit of clickbait. But typically what you tend to see is that there's this perception that recruiters are doing it for their commission. They're just mm. to hit their targets. To get <laughs> And yeah. I think that that's where in a larger, larger scale corporate business, and we're being quite a little bit disingenuous, but this has been both of our experiences because, you know, yeah. I was corporate back in the day, that it is a numbers machine and it doesn't matter what your outcome is. It, to them, it, all that matters is how many interviews you're arranging, how many sales calls you're doing. Whereas I think typically what you're saying is that it, if you're working yeah. with whether that's an owner manager like you, whether that's someone working for an SME, they're more focused on the outcome because that's more important to their reputation and that's more yeah. important to their profit margin, for example, as opposed to a massive big corporate beast. Well, th this, is, this is what I found. And there were scenarios I, I, I didn't like, like, you know, with candidates, whether they were being placed with clients I knew weren't nice, um, but they didn't matter because it was all about the fee. So things like that. So I am very candid and honest with all my candidates and clients. You know, if, if I think it's not going to fit or I have a bad feeling about saying, I'll just tell them. So I think there's a big trust thing there. And, and that's that's really important to me, like the trust. Well, I think that and that's that plays very nicely into personal brands, doesn't it? Because yeah. your personal brand is obviously around you and around your ethics and around your value yeah. and the knowledge that you've got with yeah. your sector. And so I imagine that a large portion of your customer base come to you because they've obviously heard of your reputation, but they can see what you're doing. And I think yeah. that, that is so much harder to achieve for those that are working in big corporates because you're swallowed up in a way you oh, don't go that another personal brand and I think I do think there's a massive shift away from it and I think I'm not saying don't go and work for a corporate or don't work in a corporate if you're listening to one in one now or you're running one I think you've got a, you know you do a tremendous job but I think it must be much harder to create a personal brand if you're working for a big <laughs> yeah I don't think I had one I just didn't understand I didn't understand about personal brand. actually that's been like one of my biggest journeys since setting up and I just didn't get it like I didn't know how to post on LinkedIn I didn't really know what it meant you know it was it's been such a massive learning curve you know I, I was one of those awful recruiters you should just post like this job if you want this job apply and that was it that was it that's as far as I it thought probably when tens of thousands of recruiters out there pre-2019 I don't think yeah. anyone was using it for sort of vulnerability or personal posts or anything like that you've never dreamt of sharing a picture of you in thailand three years ago <laughs> yeah, 
God, no, no. And now I think that I sometimes think, oh, should I? I think this is me. And it's it's a kind of Marmite thing, isn't it? People are like me or not. But, you know, what can I do? I'm just being honest. And, and you know, this is how I am. So I just you could, So if you could go back to Ben 10 years yeah. ago, what advice would you give to Ben? Oh, God, set up and leave. Set up by yourself. My husband must say to me virtually every week, I wish you'd done this 10 years ago. And I'm just a much happier person, like, as well. Like, I just, you know, I was breaking my neck around school, you know, nursery, everything, you know, paying an obscene amount of money when I just should have just done it by myself. Mm. That That's what I do. You can do it. So maybe be more like Ben if you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's really interesting that that's your advice. You know, it's not yeah. anything else other than just go for it. You know, don't be yeah. just... I know. Uh, but one of my biggest concerns, if I did ever think about it, was that people wouldn't pay my invoices. Bizarrely, that was one of the only reasons I thought, oh my God, they're not going to pay me. But actually, that's never happened. That's never happened. But yeah. It comes down to trust and respect yeah. and reputation. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's critical. And I think that, you know, obviously you're a, a, a small business, you know, there might be people listening where you, you're thinking of scaling up or thinking of growing. But, you know, that I think that's why recruiters actually should run little mini businesses within the business mm-hmm. that they work for. You know, be responsible yeah. for chasing invoices, be responsible for profit on your desk, understand what that looks like. Even look yeah. at the share scheme at the end of each financial year where it's an mm-hmm. extra bonus because you will then get recruiters that are so invested in the desk that they run for you that they're not going to want to set up and leave on their own because they're getting all the benefit of working as part of a community that's really interesting actually i wonder how many recruitment agencies actually do that i mean you would know i think it's changed so much sometimes when i look at your adverts i'm so surprised at how everything's changed like commission structures changed benefits have changed i think the last two Yes, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, the, you know, COVID obviously was catastrophic in terms of yeah. of, of the globe and economically for a lot of people. It, you know, it, it was a very negative thing. But I think for the recruitment industry itself, I think it transformed. I think it it propelled us probably about a decade, which is yeah. you know in, incredible. You know, and I think that. Yeah. Uh, there, there are still lots of people who were very, very behind the times with their mindset. But no, actually, a lot of companies don't do what I've just said, but I've always advised that as a rec if you recruit recruiters into your business, let them understand what the profit looks like, because I think yeah. if they understand what their break-even point is on their desk, so yeah, yeah, yeah. why there's a threshold, if there's a threshold, but if there isn't, yeah. what do they need to achieve financially for your business to make you profit, which then would make them profit? And yeah. I think... If more people had that mindset, which, you know, you clearly have as a business owner, I have as a business owner, I think you'd get much better retention, I actually yeah. think. You're then yeah. rewarding on profit and you just get more commercially savvy recruiters, you know. But they need to learn because I think you you lose your identity and you become, you know, part of like just a number in a big corporate. But something like you've just said, that would just be, I think that would be really that, good. That plugs into the personal brand as well because if yeah. you... If you have a, a business, you're listening to this now and you've got there's 10 consultants and that's all you ever want to be. And that's great. You know, I've got no ambitions to be massive, but you've got 10 recruiters, each with their own personal brand in your business. And mm. that person is then running their business, their desk like a business. You're mm. going to get so much more out of them than if you're just yeah. keeping hold of that PL, not really <laughs> letting them understand what the what the impact is if the invoice isn't paid on time. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot 
so anyway that I think there's there's a lot of wisdom in that but maybe I'm a bit naive with it I don't know so what, I don't know. what right. how, are we, how are we going to make sparks fly what's what's in the plan for you for the future I, I you know I I don't know because I was thinking about it and I was actually going to write a post about it but I keep getting approached about people wanting to join me like from I've had competitors contact me oh. I've had you know, people say I, I, I want to get into recruitment can I join you and I've resisted it so I just don't know I don't really want to be massive I don't want to particularly grow I, I don't know if I did a lot of this for work-life balance and like have I just got it nailed now yeah. I just I'm you know, unsure just do whatever makes you happy and the universe will bring you what you want it to be. I, I, you know, I might be very different to a lot of our listeners. I don't have any massive ambitions to be huge. I've always just wanted to be the best. So yes. gorgeous team. Yeah. You know, Shannon myself yeah. work brilliantly. If somebody came along like me, Shannon or Laura, I probably would hire them um, because I'd be stupid not to. But I'm not going out there. Ironically, I'm a bit of an antithesis to what I actually do for a living, which is I'm not, I'm very happy with my work-life balance. And that's what I love about your calendar, that you can be who you want to be. You don't have to present yeah. thing you're not, and that's wonderful. So yeah. you never know, you might you might uh, find a future bin listening now who might drop you a message and yeah, just, maybe but but till, till then I'm, I'm so happy just by myself like as you said I just want to be the best and I just I've cut down the amount of clients I work with you know I just want to deliver to the ones that I'm working with and I just want to be happy with that and them to be happy so what a perfect way to finish a really enjoyable podcast which has just flown by so okay. That those listening have got some great values particularly those who employ or are working parents and some brilliant tips in there but also those who are thinking of maybe going on their own definitely uh, connect to bin we'll make sure everybody can have your contact details and thank you so much for joining us on oh, thank you it's been a pleasure thank you Thanks.